scared stupid. Boy, that line would have sounded so much cooler if the button had worked. But this tape machine is scared stupid if anything is. It's scared that it's going to be thrown out if it doesn't start working properly. Ugh, this is sort of humiliating. I feel like a- Presented by Crimson Knight Productions, this is Volumes of Fear, a scripted horror comedy podcast. And here's your host, Piedmont Montgomery. This is Volumes of Fear, and I am your host, Piedmont Montgomery, and we welcome all the lunatics who enjoy this program, both the loyal and the new. A reporter named Sam Maroney recently documented his experience of witnessing something that many mortals will never get the opportunity to experience. Mr. Maroney, a reporter for Eastridge Public Radio News, was on hand as the Vampire Coven located here in Eastridge, conducted a debate between two vampires who were both pining for leadership of the coven. Mr. Maroney's experience was supplied to us by some of the fine people who work at Eastridge Public Radio. Winston, let's roll the tape and hear what Mr. Maroney witnessed when he saw the Bloodsucker Debate. This is Sam Maroney with Eastridge Public Radio News. I'm currently sitting in my car, parked outside of the Eastridge Civic Center. That's right. You know the location. It's where all the old people get together to play bingo and do crafts with their borrowed time. Recently, we got a tip that something, how should I say it, spooky, sinister, insidious maybe, is going down here tonight, and I'm on scene to get the scoop and the story for all of Eastridge Public Radio's fine listeners. Now, what could be happening here that is spooky or sinister, outside of seeing Mabel and Carol get into an argument over who got bingo first? Well, listeners, tonight, according to the news tip that was thrown my way, there's going to be a debate. That's right, a debate. But it's not a debate between the town council members over the new shopping center, or if putting the waste filtration plant next to the town playground was a good idea. No, the debate tonight is exclusive to a select audience. The debate tonight is going to be between two blood-sucking vampires over which one of them will lead the vampire coven that resides here in our very own town of Eastridge. It's starting to get later in the day, and I can see the sun setting, so I'm going to head up to the front doors and see if I can't make my way in and get the scoop. Listeners, I'm currently standing at the front entrance of the Eastridge Civic Center. I can see some lights around in the facility, and I think I can see a smaller... man... He looks disheveled, unkempt, uh, shaggy hair, unwashed face, wearing a ratty-looking suit that was probably nice during the 80s. He certainly isn't the vampire chic we all know. Let me see if I can discreetly get his attention. Maybe he can let me in. Hey! Hey! Let me in! I think that got his attention. Oh yeah, he's acknowledging me. Sort of. He's got a Cheshire smile, and he's just staring at me. And now he's gone. Where'd he go? Can I help you? What? Whoa! I didn't see you there. Did I terrify you? 
You definitely gave me a jump. Uh, how did you... You were just... Weren't you just inside? For a time, yes. I was preparing the meeting room for this evening. And you just came out of nowhere, huh? Right, well, I'm Sam Maroney with Eastridge Public Radio News. I've gotten a tip that something spooky, sinister, and insidious will be transpiring here tonight. Care to comment? A lot of creepy stuff will be happening here tonight. Can you confirm that a debate between vampires will be taking place here tonight? Oh, I can. I can confirm that a debate will take place. I'm the one who called your radio station and left a message about what will be happening here tonight. You were the one who sent Eastridge Public Radio News the anonymous tip. I was. Not only did I coordinate this event, I was also told to alert the press. To alert the press? Huh. Will any other uh, press outlets be here? None of them have showed up yet. Well, you got the best in Sam Maroney of Eastridge Public Radio News. Can I go inside and take a look around? Certainly. The doors are unlocked. You sure, Chachi? They were just locked a minute ago. Hmm. That's strange. It is only the beginning. Yeah, I bet. This is Sam Maroney. I was just granted access into the Eastridge Civic Center. I'm going to head in and see what exactly is going to be happening here tonight. Sit tight, listeners. I'll have the scoop. Sam Maroney, back on the story. Just a few minutes ago, I was led into the Civic Center by... uh, What's your name, Slim? You didn't leave it in the voicemail when you called in the tip. My mortal name is Dwight. Right, uh, Dwight, the events coordinator or liaison or whatever, has just let me into the Civic Center. He was the one who tipped us off to the vampire debate that will happen here tonight. I'm currently in a large room. I believe it's the Civic Center's main meeting room. There's a stage at one end, and in front of me, I'd say there's about 10 rows of folding chairs. All the rows are facing the stage, and each row has 10 to 15 chairs in it. Up on the stage, there are two podiums. Both podiums have a microphone in front of them. I'm assuming the podiums are for the debaters. The room is empty, save for myself and Dwight, who was just standing here, and now he's all the way across the room. (sighs) Creepy. Creepy little man. I wonder where the debaters are, as well as the spectators. They'll be here soon. Creepy guy. Right next to me again. Sidling up. You just move around like it's nothing, huh? I have certain gifts that they gave me. Right. Well, what time does everything get going? Soon. The sun is almost set. The black of night is almost upon us. And shortly, the creatures who feast on mortal men will arrive. Will you be staying to see it all? Yes, certainly. I am Sam Maroney with the Eastridge Public Radio News, and I'm always looking to get the next big story. Very good. I hope you have a good time. Thank you. Okay, listeners. Tonight, I will be on hand to get the story on the debate between two vampires who are both looking to be the leader of Eastridge's Vampire Coven. Creepy Dwight has walked away. He's just standing in the opposite side of the room, staring at me with that creepy smile. Everything okay? Yes. Just waiting for all the guests to arrive. Well, I suppose I ought to grab a seat. Whoa! A bat just swooped by my head. And there's another one. 
In fact, there's several. I knew this place was becoming dilapidated, but this is just... Wait a minute. These aren't typical bats. No, these are vampire bats. The vampires of Eastridge are arriving. Stand by, listeners. I'm going to find a safe spot for a minute. Listeners, this is Sam Maroney, and I'm back. What was once an empty room, except for myself and Dwight... I am still ah! here. Would you quit doing that? My apologies. As I was saying, what was once an empty room is now full of, I don't know, maybe a hundred vampires. They're all dressed in black and dark purple and lots of velvet also. They're meandering about, making small talk with one another. Dwight, Dwight, and he's gone again. All right. Well, listeners, you know me. I've never been afraid to get a story, so I'm going to approach a few of these vampires who will be watching the debate to get more info on the candidates who will be debating, and I'll also get some opinions. I'm here at the Eastridge Civic Center, and I'm moving around this room that is chock full of Nosferatus, uh, vampires. I look around and I see a lot of dark clothing, capes, cowls, spandexy things, and the like. The place is lively, and the vampire constituency is certainly active. There's even a few vampires hanging on the ceiling's rafters. I'm going to try and get some interviews and see if we can't learn more about the candidates debating. Uh, excuse me. Yes? Sam Maroney, Eastridge Public Radio News. Can you tell me about the candidates debating here tonight? Certainly. The two candidates are Counts Elias and Baron Oltz. Both desire leadership of the local coven. Do you support one over the other? Well, it's hard to pick. Count Elias wants to limit the number of humans we can kill for blood in a week as a way to preserve the supply. But Baron Olt wants no restrictions. So, which vampire do you support? I'm not sure. I can't make up my mind. I understand. Thank you for your time. Let me see if I can get another interview here. Excuse me, sir. Yes. Sam Maroney, Eastridge Public Radio News. Eastridge Public Radio. I listen to that before I go to bed each morning. I am a huge fan of Crush Hour Randy. Yeah, he's something. Can I ask you, who do you support for leadership of the coven? I am a staunch supporter of Count Elias. I believe that the preservation of the blood supply is paramount for the good of the vampire population. He also wants peace with the other covens, of which I am a big believer. Great. Thank you. Indeed. I hope I get rushed soon. Let me see if I can find another interview before this thing starts. Ah, here. Miss, can I get a word with you about tonight's debate? Of course. Which of the two vampires do you support for leadership of the coven? I support Baron Old and will be casting my vote for him to assume leadership. And why is that? We are vampires. It is our nature to drink blood. Why would we put any kind of a limit on that? Forcing someone to not be who they are is unvampiric. Excellent. Thank you for your opinion. How about I grab just one more? Excuse me, miss. Oh, I'm sorry. Just saw the long hair and slender figure. Uh, I'm going to move over this way. I have enough interviews. The festivities oh. start soon. Still doing that, huh? The whole sneaking up thing. Okay, I need to grab a seat. Preferably toward the front so I can get good audio. You could just plug your audio recording device into the sound system. That actually sounds like a good idea. 
All right, listeners, I'm going to connect my audio recorder to the house's sound system. What you'll be hearing next is the debate between the two vampires who want to assume leadership of the local vampire coven here in our very own East Ridge. Greetings, children of the night, and welcome to the annual Coven Leadership Debate. This evening, we shall hear from Count Elias and Baron Olt. Both will be given 60 seconds to make their case for leadership of the Vampire Coven of Easterridge. Following their statements, we will field three questions from the audience, and both candidates shall give an answer to the question asked. Now is the time for us to begin. Count Elias, you have 60 seconds. Please, tell the constituency why you would make the best leader of our coven. Thank you, Mr. Moderator. As the master of this coven, I will work to preserve the blood supply of our territory by implementing a weekly victim limit. Not only will this preserve the supply of blood for a long time, it will give other vampires an equal chance to obtain victims. There will be an equality that grows from this, and the few vampires who have been greedy and hogged the resources will be in check. Our main resource is the town of Easterridge, and we must preserve it for as long as we can. Also, as the Coven Master, I will seek out peace with other Covens, and I will seek to reform, restructure, and grow the Coven's governing body. There will be several departments created to oversee and manage all the vampiric activity that we participate in. There will be branches to watch over other branches. There will be level after level, and all of this will keep the greater good in the best place. Thank you, County Lyres. Baron Alt. The floor is yours for 60 seconds. Mr. Moderator, my fellow Nosferatu, the words of Count Elias are meant to implement control and nothing more. He does not care about your needs. The idea of limiting our weekly victims does not create equality. It enables certain vampires to remain unmotivated. They will no longer have to work in order to seek out the life force that sustains them. There should be no restrictions on consumption of blood or victims. We are vampires. This is what we do and who we are. Through Elias's victim limit, we will be a mindless hive with no individuality. If the supply should run short here, then the solution is simple, expansion. As your coven master, I will lift restrictions and encourage you to be the vampires you were sucked to be. Thank you both for those fine speeches. We shall now open the floor for questions. The first question. Ah, yes, go ahead. Where do the candidates stand on fang sharpness? I believe that fang sharpness should be measured. The idea that vampires are walking around with fangs that are razor sharp is dangerous to the community of Eastridge and a bad look for the coven. And Baronot, 
What is your stance on Fang Sharpness? I couldn't disagree more with Count Elias. Fang Sharpness is a vampire's personal right. There should be absolutely no monitoring of a vampire's fangs. Our fangs are our tools, resources, and in some cases, a defense. Next question. How do the candidates feel about human-vampire friendships? Humans are the prey. Befriending them before you kill them is not a good idea. I disagree. Very much so. A vampire should be free to be friends with whoever they want, regardless if that person is to be a victim. Sometimes a human friend can be the best-tasting victim of them all. You would want to drink the blood of a friend? If you betray that confidence, who's to say you wouldn't betray the confidence of your fellow vampires? Regardless of where it comes from, blood is blood. The last question of the night. There has been much discussion in recent years regarding the safety of our nightly slumber, specifically the shortage of coffins. How do you propose to fix this issue? On many occasions, I had heard of several of the more aggressive vampires having more than one coffin and choosing which coffin they want to sleep in. I had heard this and then also saw with my own eyes several vampires who didn't even have a coffin. As coven master, I will personally see to it that any vampire who does not have a coffin will get their own, even if that means taking away a coffin from vampires who have more than one. Every vampire should have their own coffin. Baron Olt, your response? My response is simple. If a vampire desires a coffin, they should work to acquire the resources to make one. How are they supposed to do that when the resources are being hogged by the aggressive vampires? Would you let me finish? Thank you. Now, it is not up to the vampire coven to provide any individual vampire with a coffin. That is up to the vampire to make their own with the resources that they go out and gather. The coven is not responsible for taking care of the unmotivated vampires. You say unmotivated, I say denied, by means of elitism. When your blood was drained for the first time, you were guaranteed nothing. I ask for order in this room. Order! Now, our constituency has heard the arguments from Count Elias and Baron Olt. The ballot box has been placed in the back of the room. In order for your vote to be counted, you must fill out the ballot card and punch it with fang punctures in the little box in the lower right corner. The results of the vote will be announced during the next full moon. Until that time, this debate is closed and the voting has officially begun. Listeners, this is Sam Maroney with East Ridge Public Radio News, and I'm back. 
I hope you enjoyed that debate. It was truly something. I had a great seat to see it all, but I gotta say, I was getting some weird looks as the debate was going. A number of the spectators were staring at me in a unique way, almost inquisitively. I can only imagine they aren't used to outsiders. Currently, the room is alive with activity. The vampires that are here have begun making their way to the ballot boxes. I'm going to move around a bit. I want to get interviews with Count Elias and Baron Olt. But first, I'd like to see the ballot cards that are being used. Let me see if I can make my way to one of them. Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, hello again, sir. Okay. I've moved through the mass here, and let's see. Uh, there's, a, there's a ballot card. Let me just reach for it. Oh, ouch! That thing has some sharp edges. I got a little paper cut here. You know what? I'm actually going to take this with me and study it a bit later. It looks like Count Elias is free. I'm going to make my way over to him. Count. Count Elias. Yes? I'm Sam Maroney with Eastridge Public Radio News. Would you mind answering some questions in regard to your stances? Um, yes. Not a problem. Is everything okay? Your finger. It is wounded. It pulses with life force. Oh, it's just a tiny paper cut. It's nothing. Count, I wondered if you wouldn't mind answering one simple question for me. If elected to be the master of the Vampire Coven, what should the citizens of Eastridge know about your various stances? Well, there should be... Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't seem to concentrate on anything but your paper cut. You're a guest. I need to walk away a moment. I understand. I'll catch up with you when your concentration has returned. Baron Alt is right over here. Uh, Baron Alt. Yes? Sam Maroney, Eastridge Public Radio News. I had a few questions for you that I think the people of Eastridge might be curious about if you are elected leader of the Vampire Coven. You may ask. You have said that you don't support a weekly limit on the number of victims that a vampire can consume. That is true. Should the citizens of Eastridge be concerned, then? We are vampires. You know that, right? Creatures of the night, looking to feast on the blood of humans and... <laughs> I'm sorry, do you... Do you smell A-positive? What? A-positive? The blood type? Yes. A mortal nearby has an open wound. Oh, well, I got a little nick from one of the ballot cards. Really, it's nothing. Back to the question, Baron. I am sorry to interrupt, Baron, but this young man was asking me some questions, and I think I am ready to answer them. Well, he is occupied with me, Elias. You had your turn. Gentlemen, on behalf of the population of Eastridge and its citizens, I just wanted to ask some questions. Yeah, we get that, Pinky. But right now, Baron, I'm getting a desire that I hope you can understand. I think I am getting the same desire. Baron Ott, what if we put our differences aside for a moment? Elias, if I might be honest with you, does it really matter what our differences are? As long as the coven thinks we are the only two options, we'll always be in control. Now, how about we dine together? Wait a minute. Are you two going to try and work together for the greater good of the Vampire Coven? No, my dear boy. We're going to drain the blood from your body. You! 
You are what we will be dining on. You what? From this little thing? This tiny paper cut? You can't be serious. I was just getting the scoop. What do you expect? We are blood suckers. And we'll take every drop we can get from you. This is Sam Maroney with Eastridge Public Radio News, and I think I'm going to get out of here. Such a sordid affair for someone who is just trying to get a story. Poor Sam. If only he'd been more cautious, he might have been able to wrap up his story for all of us. I'll say! I mean, what did he expect? He was going into a room with a bunch of blood-sucking vampires! He should have stuffed his pockets with garlic, cause vampires hate that! And he could have worn a big crucifix, because vampires don't like that either! And he could have brought marbles or toothpicks and thrown those on the ground because some vampires have obsessive-compulsive disorder and might have felt the need to pick them up and that could have been a distraction for him to escape. He also could have filled a water balloon with holy water and he could have thrown that and gotten the Count or the Baron all wet and burned. Winston, I didn't know you were so passionate about this matter. If people would just listen to me, They might find that I have good ideas and that I can help. Well, if you feel as though you're an expert, then maybe becoming more active on social media will give you a platform for people to hear you. We can never have too many experts on social media. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'll get onto social media and flood it with my expertise and opinions. Then I'd be a true activist. Sounds like someone has a busy weekend ahead of them. Make sure your keyboard is ready for the pounding, Winston. Well, my loyal lunatics, that does it for this edition of Volumes of Fear. Thank you for tuning in, listening, and enjoying the terror of the bloodsucker debate. We are always grateful to you for listening, as we are always grateful to our presenter, Crimson Knight Productions. Please give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, listeners, like the lunacy and share the scare. This episode of Volumes of Fear featured the acting talents of Derek DeBoer, Jeremy McShirley, J.C. Rositas, Odell Osagara Jr., Rachel Collins, Jared Clifton, Shannon Riley, and Andy Collins. It was produced by Andy Collins and J.C. Rositas from a script by Andy Collins. Sound mixing and engineering was done by J.C. Rositas. The artwork was created by Derek DeBoer, and post-production management was by Frank Cezanne. Part of this episode's score came from FreePD.com. Some of the sound effects used in this episode came from Zapsplat.com. This episode of Volumes of Fear was presented by Crimson Knight Productions. Visit them online at cnproductions.net. Follow Volumes of Fear on Facebook or suffer the consequences.